Hello, and welcome to the Anti-Fragile Tarot Podcast. This is your resident card slinger, Susanna, here with a slightly belated August episode. This episode's topic is one that was suggested by a friend and uh, supporter, Brittany, and she suggested that I discuss consent in magical workings. I think that's always a timely topic because it's important that we consider the work that we're doing and our intent behind it as well as what we are trying to accomplish. So uh, to get some things out of the way, obviously consent in a magical working is not something that you would necessarily be concerned about if you are hexing or doing baneful magic. Almost by definition, that is something that you're doing that someone else does not want you to be doing. So that's something to consider. If, you know, hexes, baneful magic, whatever you want to call it, is something that's part of your practice, then Obviously, you're not getting consent for those workings, but that's that's a whole different ballgame. No, what I am really interested in here is in the topic of consent for other kinds of magical work, whether that's doing readings about people or doing spells on behalf of people, even to benefit them. So it's definitely a, a topic that I don't think has a clear-cut answer. You know, I think that there are a few different approaches to it. I don't think that any of them are wrong. But I do think that it's important for you to establish where that line is in your own practice so that you can do your work as ethically and comfortably as you can. All right, so what kinds of things am I talking about here? It'll be easier to start with spells because the tarot one can really be a a very complex discussion. So spells, Um, you know, let's say you have a friend who's struggling to get a job and you want to do a spell for them, that sounds all well and good, right? But there are some things to consider before you go and light your candles or prepare your jar or whatever it is that you are thinking of doing. So number one, does that person want your help? You know, is, is this something that they would ask of you? And there's a few things to consider there. You know, some of it is, is this person along a similar spiritual path as you? If that's the case, that's great. Uh, That is definitely less of a barrier. But even if they are witchy themselves, maybe they don't want extra energy in the way of the work that they're doing, whether it's magical or mundane. That's something to especially consider. What if they're doing their own 
work on this kind of path? Is that really something that you want to potentially interfere in? Something else to consider if they are not witchy or whatever qualifier we're going to use here. If they're not on the same path. I have a friend who was raised Pentecostal. And for a long time, I wouldn't even discuss tarot around her. Um, you know, she was always very accepting of, of me as I am. I never felt like I had to hide anything I was doing or, or anything that I was. But you know, just out of respect, I didn't discuss a lot of my, my workings with her because it was so antithetical to the path that she was on. So, you know, that's not a person that I would feel comfortable doing a spell for because it is something that's bad in their worldview. And no matter how good I think it is, it's not something that they would want. So that's really something to consider when you are thinking about doing some work for somebody. Now, I do think that if you're doing a general spell for prosperity or protection of your friend group and there happen to be some people in it, I think that's a little bit different. Um, maybe other people disagree with me on that, but I think that that's as much protecting your own peace and your own place in it and you are part of your group. So... I would not necessarily reach out to everyone I know saying, hey, I'm going to do a working for our combined success if I'm not thinking of specific people, if that makes any sense to you. Another thing to consider is, you know, I um, am much more of the psychological model in magic and tarot and what have you. No, I haven't fully discounted things other than psychology. But it's not something that I really discuss publicly. I mean, obviously, I've skirted the topic a million times on this podcast now. But, you know, just to, to preface this with, you know, from a psychological standpoint. However, if you are coming at it from a much more metaphysical standpoint and the idea that the spells that we're doing and the work that we're doing is more than just giving ourselves a mental boost. If you feel that the work that you're doing actually affects the world around us, then consider that if you're doing a spell for someone without their consent, you are basically signing them up for whatever consequences come from it. So for instance, helping this friend with a job spell, right? Now, if you're really specific about a, a specific opportunity that your friend has, that's one thing. But what if you're not as specific? What if you know this friend who's kind of miserable at their job and you just do a general, I want my friend to have a better job spell. Maybe they'll get fired from the job that they're at. 
And yeah, maybe that will leave them free to pursue something else or whatever. But that's a consequence that is a possibility with a spell. You know, we've talked before about how you have to be prepared for different consequences when you are doing spells, right? Be very mindful, be very specific in setting your intention. Well, this is part of that. So it's one thing if you ask your friend, hey, do you want me to do a spell for you? And they're enthusiastic about it. But again, it's getting that consent when you're doing something specific for a specific person, in my opinion. Anyway, um, I'm obviously just one person with a mic on the internet. Um, I am not the arbiter of magical workings or ethics. So please, you know, if you have a different perspective and you're even more stringent about your consent practices with magic, then by all means, follow that. Like, don't, don't take this as, you know, this is the way. I have no idea if this is the way. This is just the way I do things. Uh, but I do, I do feel strongly about that. I do ask my friends before I do that kind of working. I've even sometimes asked my friends before I, I say their name or offer up a prayer for them during Shabbat services. Uh, I haven't gone to that many services before, but the synagogue that I go to now, we do a, a healing prayer, the Misha Barach, and people usually offer up names or at least, you know, my friend, you know, who's struggling with, with family problems or, or health problems or whatever, as we are you know, kind of gathering intention and, and setting our kavana, our, our, you know, it's sort of a a way to say intention um, and we say their names or at least think of them strongly before we do this, these prayers. And I've definitely asked my friends before if they want me to include them in that. People generally seem less uh, squirrely about prayers as opposed to spells. It can be argued that spells are just prayers with action. Um, I would also be less concerned about offering up a, a prayer or making an offering in the name of somebody without their consent. Again, unless you really think that this is something that they would absolutely be opposed to. Uh, I guess that gets a little murky when you are dealing with, say, a, an estranged friend or family member. Um, I would just say, you know, in that case, really just try to to go with your your instincts and about what you think they would be okay with and what they, they might do themselves if they had the knowledge or the opportunity. So that's something to consider if you're doing workings on behalf of somebody. I think I personally am okay with prayers. Um, I'm very not Christian, but I've always been you know, okay with the idea of my friends praying for me as long as they're not praying for me to get saved, you know, because um, that's not really a thing in my world. But yeah, prayers, I don't necessarily think you need to, to obtain a consent for, but if you're really doing some work, 
if you're, you know, lighting candles, making a jar, deploying the 40 servants, making a sigil, whatever it is in your practice that is considered spell work or magical work, I would I would ask someone before doing something on, on their behalf specifically, again, if at all possible, I have some friends who are down with me doing it whenever. I don't necessarily always get their consent before magical working. If there's someone who I know wants me to include them in my magical work, it really depends. Depends on how big the thing is. Depends on how specific the thing is. Um, you know, that's different from, say, getting consent before getting intimate with somebody. That's something you should check in about every time. But, and even then, you know, there are people who, who have their own mutually agreed upon rules where, you know, oh, well, my, my partner doesn't have to ask me before they kiss me every time. Maybe some people do want to be asked before they're kissed every time. So establishing those ground rules, I think, is really important. And checking in with somebody with some frequency about that. So if you have someone who's like, yes, uh, you know, I'm, I'm all in on your spells. You know, if, if you feel the need, please do spells for me. Like, sure. Okay. But, you know, check in with them once in a while. Hey, you know, I know that you said that you were totally cool with me doing spells for you. I just wanted to make sure you were still on the same page. Doesn't Again, doesn't need to be every time you do something. But just you know once in a while check in i think it's it's just good standard practice all right so moving on from the spell work aspect uh now we move on to readings so this is something that's quite a bit of a hot topic among tarot card readers and i think that a lot of the perspective on it is really influenced by how you perceive the work that you're doing when you're reading tarot cards. And what do I mean by that? Well, if you feel strongly that the messages you get from tarot cards are hidden, occult, uh, guided by spirits to help you attain a certain goal or make a certain course of action, you might be more cautious about doing readings for a person who doesn't want a reading done on them or for a third party. Third party readings are a, uh, a thing that is often discussed in the tarot world. Sometimes People are, uh, people sort of draw a line between whether they will or will not do third party readings. As for me, I don't think that tarot is at its most useful when doing a third party reading. I have no qualms doing a reading about someone who isn't there or that the person isn't talking to. Because to me, that's really no different than having a discussion about 
the situation. However, just like when I'm talking to someone without the use of tarot cards, I'm also pretty quick to say that I don't think that tarot is a good way to examine someone else's innermost thoughts and motivations and feelings. I don't think that you're going to get an accurate and useful read on what someone is is thinking from tarot cards. Again, I'm sure there are many, many, many people who would disagree with me on this, and maybe some of you listening are, and that is totally, totally okay. Again, I'm not the arbiter here. I'm not the judge. I don't decide. This is as pertains to my practice, my style of reading, that I know that some other people share with me. So if this is not relevant to how you read cards and how you practice, feel free to ignore all of this. So no, I don't think that it's strictly unethical to read for a third party. I just don't know that it's the best use of your time. You know, whenever I get a client who wants me to do a reading on a relationship and what are they thinking? Do they have a new girlfriend? I have no idea if they have a new girlfriend. How am I supposed to know that? I don't even know you or the person you're talking about. I'm, I'm not a psychic. You know, if you want a psychic, go get a psychic. If you want what tarot can offer you, I think a better question that I usually try to redirect my clients to is how can I navigate this relationship, whether or not it's over? And you can have a reading about what someone else is feeling, but again, I always, always caution my clients that it's not, it's not necessarily reliable or accurate. And it would be better to focus on what the person getting the reading is feeling about the situation and how they can best navigate it and go about it. You know, that's really what I think tarot is most useful for. There are spreads I use. I still do a Celtic cross because I am a basic witch sometimes. And in the Celtic cross, there is a position for outside influences or perspectives. And that can lend some insight into what external factors might be affecting the person getting the reading or the querent. And, you know, I, I like that card because it is useful to at least consider an outside perspective. But you're never going to truly know for sure, beyond the shadow of a doubt, what someone else is thinking or feeling. You're never going to know all of somebody else's secrets. And I think that's a good thing. 
I don't want someone getting a look into my head every second of the day, not because I'm I'm thinking or doing or saying anything bad or shady. I mean, am I perfect? No. Am I sometimes very, very petty? Yes. But it's essential that we have some parts of ourselves that are not shared. And if someone is not sharing with you, especially something as important as how they feel about you, then consider that as an answer in and of itself. If someone is broken up with you, you know, focusing so much on what they're thinking and feeling and are they over it and are they seeing someone else, it doesn't matter because the relationship is over. And what's important is focusing on yourself and what your next steps are going to be, how you're going to move past this, what you're going to do about the situation. So for me, while I don't consider third-party tarot card readings unethical, I usually don't do them because I don't think that it's helpful. Maybe if I was psychic or had some other kind of gift or, or specific special insight, I would feel differently. But as it stands, I don't really do those kinds of readings uh, outside of a select few clients that I have who understand my perspective and are willing to take it as a perspective that the cards are giving because that's something else to consider. Not so much a consent thing, but an ethics thing in general. Um, you know, considering how much weight a tarot card reading can have for a person is really important in deciding whether or not it's an ethical thing to do to read their cards. It's a lot of why I, as a rule, don't read for pregnant people. Because a lot of pregnant potential clearance I've had really, really take stock in what the cards are saying. And that could be very detrimental. You know, I don't mix my medical professional and my tarot hats. I just don't do it. I guess I might use some of the tarot hat when I'm a medical professional, but I really don't do it in the opposite direction. Because that's kind of the definition of unethical as far as the medical standpoint goes. But I also know that even, even if you're removing pregnancy hormones and, and all of that, just some people are more likely to really, really take tarot very, very seriously and take what the cards say to heart. And that is something to be aware of when you're doing a reading. You really need to know as much as you can, engage as well as you can, how that person is going to react to a reading. I have friends who won't get readings on certain topics or when they're in a certain headspace because they know that they don't need to potentially be thrown into a spiral 
And that's really good that they know themselves that well. Not everyone does though. So sometimes as the person with the skill, you have to exercise your right to say, no, I'm not doing that reading right now. I'll do a reading for you on another aspect or I'll do a reading for you when you're less freaked out. And also extend that to yourself. I think part of why I don't read cards for myself too often is that it's not even like I'll take them too seriously because I have very strong opinions about how much our free will can and does change whatever snapshot a tarot card reading is seeing at any given point in time. But just that I know that I'm prone to catastrophizing and reading negatively into things, especially as they pertain to myself. So for that reason, I don't do a lot of readings for myself. And I only really seek them out from other readers, mainly friends, or at least, you know, strong acquaintances who professionally read. Or sometimes friends who are getting their feet wet. Uh, If I'm getting, if I'm seeking out a reading on something that's a big deal, I wait until I'm in a good headspace for it. Because otherwise I will just spiral. And because I know that about myself, I really try to gauge that in my clients and my friends who are looking for readings. Because I want to make sure that I'm delivering them something that's useful and not harmful. And I think at the end of the day, that's really what the discussion of consent with magic should be about. Whether or not do no harm is part of your magical worldview, and it's not for many of us, sometimes harm is a necessary thing to do. But even if do no harm is not part of your worldview, I think that doing unnecessary harm in general is something that should be avoided. Both because it's just a jerk move and because after a while it affects you. So if your goal with a spell or a reading is to help somebody, do it the right way. Make sure that they want it, they're okay with it, and they are open to receiving it in the way that you intend as best as you can do. You can't always guarantee that message sent is message received. But obtaining their consent and making sure that they understand the risks and limitations before you do anything, I think that's just good practice with anything, but especially something like this especially with how much faith in it and stock in it some people have, even sometimes especially people who don't do any magic themselves. Sometimes that's because they're just plain scared of it. So think about that the next time you are going to do some work or reading on behalf of somebody else. I'm interested to know how consent plays within your work 
If you feel like chatting about it, uh, you can send me an email. I'm antifragiletarot at gmail.com. You can hit me up on Instagram. I'm antifragiletarot over there. I'm also antifragiletarot on Facebook, although Facebook is not the greatest for getting messages across to a business page. It's kind of terrible. Or if you want to have more real-time discussion, you can become a patron of mine on Patreon. I was going to close it down, but I realized that I have more to say and more to offer. Uh, right now, I am doing an exploration of astrology. So I'll be posting some stuff up there at least once a month. I'll be doing a couple of videos now that I have a better video camera. And I also have a Discord channel where you can chat in real time with me and other like-minded people who listen to this podcast. So if that's something that's interesting to you, $1 a month gets you access to everything I offer except for monthly readings and tarot lessons. Those are the only higher tier options I have. Otherwise, $1, $5, $10 gets you pretty much the same perks. Not as high a discount on Etsy, but access to all the content I have to offer, including the Discord. It's been nice to chat with you all. I've missed doing this. I'm going to make a list of topics and really just commit to banging out more episodes because I like doing this and you all deserve it. Although I still think it's weird that there's people who purposely listen to me ramble. No matter how weird I think it is, I really appreciate it. I really appreciate everyone listening, whether you contributed to me financially or not. You listening means a lot. So thank you so much. I hope that you have a witchy and or wonderful day. And I will talk to you all soon. Bye.